0: I would say the emotional cost of joblessness has probably never been higher.
1: Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. As we're recording this episode of Status Go, we are in the final weeks of 2020. To say 2020 was a chaotic year is an understatement. The pandemic and the subsequent economic fallout, the increased awareness around diversity, equality, and inclusion in the wake of the deaths of George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, and more. And of course, a very divisive election. And no, we are not going to talk politics on this show. We will leave that to others. However, we are going to explore the economic fallout in terms of its impact on employment across the country and the importance of DE&I initiatives. This is your host, Jeff Tun. Joining me today is Lauren Herring, CEO, leadership expert, and author. Welcome to the show, Lauren.
0: Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me.
1: I'm really excited to talk with you today, and as our listeners will find, there's a lot of common threads in some of the things that you did this year, as well as some of the things that others, including myself, have done this year, so I can't wait to get to that part, but I want to start with your role as CEO of the Impact Group. You've had a firsthand look at the most intense aspects of the current economic climate when it comes to jobs and careers. But before we get into 2020 itself, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your career and the work the Impact Group does.
0: Absolutely. So Impact Group is a global career and leadership development company, and we are focused on anything around jobs, helping people find jobs, helping people grow in their jobs and reach their potential, and how that ultimately helps with uh, productivity and uh, supporting organizations reach their potential. So we work with uh, individuals and companies as they accomplish more in elevating their leadership through uh, executive coaching, developmental coaching. And then another important part of our business is supporting companies with outplacement support. And what that means is as they, unfortunately, as companies ask people to leave the organization, they are providing job search support as part of the severance package. So as you can imagine, it's been a busy year on the outplacement side at Impact Group. And we've been in a really fortunate position where we've been able to help a lot of people find jobs. So uh, the one other area of impact group that we focus on is uh, relocation. And we support accompanying spouses and partners with job search when they are relocating for a new job. So anything around careers, career development, leadership, that's what we do. And um, because of our focus historically being on B2B, We recently launched a new division focused on helping women get to their next level. So either in a new job or a promotion that she's been going for. And this is a consumer-facing division that we're calling Earn Your Worth. So I'm really excited, especially as a women-owned business, to focus on helping women in particular in their career journeys.
1: I think there is a a lot in there that Uh, We could talk about one of the things that stands out to me was when you were talking about the outplacement services that you provide, especially in light of what we've been through in 2020. I think that what I've seen from you and what I've heard of Impact Group, you really bring an empathy to that for the person that's being uh, outplaced. Uh, And that's so important, especially in this time, don't you think?
0: Absolutely. I would say the emotional cost of joblessness has probably never been higher. If you think about it, there's the fear and anxiety that normally accompanies the job search process in a job loss situation. And then on top of it, especially earlier in the year when the unemployment picture was so difficult, we had the added pressure of all the health concerns you know true life or death kinds of fears going on. Right. so this has but there's been a tremendous unfortunate uh, inward focus on fear over the last year. And I think you know going forward, uh, you know how can we reframe that to help people see right. the opportunities and you know especially for so many of your listeners in the tech space there's there's a lot of great job and career growth opportunities going forward. So, you know, I certainly hope that 2021 is going to be an improvement on, uh, on, you know, what we've experienced in 2020, but uh, certainly as it relates to the emotions dealing with what's going on in our country, as well as uh, the, the jobs picture.
1: Yeah. And I think we all agree with you on the hopeful outlook for 2021. Uh, When you think about 2020, you touched on this a a little bit, but take us through the year from your perspectives. What things did you see and experience with Impact Group?
0: Well, I think like so many people, we started the year off thinking it was going to be a banner year. So we were very excited. And then it all came crashing down in a a very chaotic uh, March and uh, April, May timeframe. So um, obviously, there were so many situations during that time where there was a lot of wait and see. So, you know, we talked about the outplacement side of our business where we are helping people find jobs. There were a lot of companies that were doing everything they could to retain their staff and trying to do the right thing. Obviously, there were some uh, furloughs and things like that during that time yeah. period. But I, I think so many companies were really trying to uh, figure out how they could retain as much staff as possible. And then as we got further into the pandemic and just looking at what is this new normal, it was during the summer when we started to see more of the more ongoing or uh, systemic job losses. Uh, And a lot of that might not even be purely from the pandemic, but eventually business got back to normal, acquisitions started flowing, and uh, companies continued with digital transformation. So we started to see that continued ongoing uh, change in in, uh, employment purely just from the ongoing business as well.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of compounding uh, as yeah. the year went on, and not only compounding in some of the normal ways of business that you were describing, but just the the trickle down into other industries as businesses slowed down. Kind of those adjacent companies then experienced it, and it's just been it's just been that ripple uh, all year long. And I, I know we're going to talk in a few minutes about your outlook on 2021. But before we do that, you mentioned um, another company that you started this year, your B2C uh, side of the company. And I know some of that is, you you started that out of the passion that you feel personally as a woman executive, uh, and you feel this passion for empowering women in the workplace. And so talk to us about that other company that you started, the, the Earn Your Worth Careers.
0: Yeah, thank you. I am so excited about the opportunity to directly affect women's careers. Now, we know that, um, especially for a lot of your listeners in the tech space, that this is a more male-dominated industry. And especially with the focus on DE&I in our culture right now, there's a, a focus on how can we get more diverse leadership pipelines. And so our focus is more on the women. You know, there's there's structural issues in some of these male-dominated industries, whether it's cultural, whether it's historical, um, you know, so much of it that is really on unconscious bias. At the same time, you can't boil the ocean. So we work with companies on what they can do to take one step forward in changing their culture to support diverse leadership pipelines in our work with impact group. But on the other hand, when working with individual women, they are still in the companies that um, that, you know, have this other kind of systemic um, bias. And so what we advise them a lot of times is no matter what's going on around you, you need to focus on what you can control. And what they can control is how they're developing their leadership skills, how they're promoting their personal brand, how you're uh, focusing on your corporate visibility as a leader and as an executive. And ultimately, if you are looking to accelerate your career someplace else, how can you position yourself for that next opportunity as best as possible? So I'm having a lot of fun ramping this business up and talking to a lot of women that are so talented and so passionate, many of whom are in the tech space, and they see such potential for themselves. They just need to harness it. And in the work that we're doing with them, coaching alongside them, we are helping them harness their existing skills and strengths and take them to the next level.
1: So in that coaching side of it, what are some of the things that you Do to help them build that confidence and take those next steps forward in their career without obviously revealing names of some of your clients, but just what are some of the things that you've experienced that you've done that have really resonated and helped some of your clients?
0: Absolutely. We start out every program with a focus on clarity, helping women get an understanding of what it is that they want to do in the next phase of their career or even better, you know, what's your ultimate career goal? I've talked to women recently who say they want to be a CEO of a large company. Okay, well then you need to be extremely intentional in okay. your career if that is your goal. And the feedback that I've heard from a lot of women, especially as they kind of take stock during the pandemic, is thinking, you know, I've been a little reactive in my career. Positions or opportunities have come up, and I've taken them, and I've done well, and then I go to the next. But this is a perfect opportunity, especially as we transition into 2021, for people to be intentional about their career, figure out what it is that you want in this next phase of your career, and then start putting plans in place to go there. So having clarity up front is a key part of our coaching process. We also focus on personal brand, and um, this is something that whether you're looking for a job or you're in a company and wanting to accelerate your career path, this is really critical uh, because at Impact Group, we talk about how corporate visibility Is a key accelerator for women's careers. And this is something where, you know, how, speaking of personal brand, how do you articulate the value you bring to an organization? And who knows about that? How are you making sure that you're not just depending on other people to see the quality of your work, but you're being intentional about how you make your work and your personal brand known? And uh, then we also focus on connections. So again, that comes back to the corporate visibility piece. And uh, ultimately, between the clarity, the personal brand, the um, connections that you're building, it brings a whole new level of confidence to your career, to your job search. And I hear time and again that the number one takeaway from the coaching that we do with women is a renewed sense of confidence in themselves and in their potential.
1: And and that is so important because studies have shown that that many, many times women lack the confidence that they need. They have the skills, they have the talents, And so I love that you start with clarity and intention. I think that is so foundational to anyone's search. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. She's a, an executive at a, at a tech company, and she was relating one of the challenges that she faces, and in fact, faced again this year. She walked into a, a meeting with a potential vendor, and the vendor wanted her to go get coffee. Really? Um and I, I'm just stunned that that continues to happen. And, and in 2020. You, in 2020, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, our audience predominantly comes from the technology sector, either in corporate IT or in a tech product or service company. As you work with individuals and with companies on your B2C side, where do you see some of the challenges in closing the gender diversity gap within tech itself?
0: Well, I mentioned unconscious bias in, uh, in the last question, and that's something that is a real challenge. I was talking with a woman yesterday who spoke about how she's well-regarded in her peer group of executive leaders, but she's the only woman. And when she is around Uh, the whole group, they gravitate to talking about sports, which she doesn't have any particular passion around. And so that's a perfect example of an unconscious bias situation where the men in that group are bonding and creating relationships of trust that go deeper than just the work relationship. So in her case, she needs to work a lot harder to build trust, and to create the opportunities where when the next promotion situation comes up, she is thought of because they might say, oh yeah, she does good work, but there's not that uh, that positive energy or positive thought on the emotional level that it comes along with sponsorship. And we know that at the more senior levels, what you really need to progress is someone who's willing to go to bat for you, someone who's willing to advocate for you. And that requires more than, oh, yeah, she does a good job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you used the phrase that, that I have heard so often used this year, and it was the only, being the only one one, the only woman, the only Black, the only Latina, it wears you out from what I've been told in these conversations to constantly be the only. Now, when you when you work with your clients and get to the question of having mentors, do you recommend that they seek out um, male mentors, female mentors, a combination of the two?
0: Absolutely get a combination of the two and having mentors is great. It helps you understand a little bit of the lay of the land. It helps you to understand what people have done before you that's worked, Uh, especially it gives you the opportunity to build your network more broadly. The key thing to progressing though, is not just having mentors. It's about having sponsors when the decisions are made about who's getting that next promotion or who's getting the raise or the bonus is someone bringing your name up. And that's different than a mentor. A mentor is someone who's willing to meet with you and chat and you might be helpful to your career, but that person isn't necessarily number one in the room and number two Are they going that next step of advocating? And that is what is necessary in making a more transformative shift in getting uh, more women and people of uh, all diversity in leadership.
1: So how do you create or or build or broker the sponsor relationship? If if you're counseling someone that is... uh, possibly the only on their leadership team, how do they reach out and start creating that sponsor relationship?
0: Well, you can certainly start with people who have been mentors to you in the past. So that's a great place to start. You can also uh, be thinking about, I mean, you start with who are the people that are in the room and who do you need to get connected with? So if you're not connected with them, then, figure out how you start to build your pathways to actually connect with them. The other thing is this is not necessarily something that is going to happen overnight. You know, building relationships, especially one of sponsorship, which requires a tremendous amount of trust, takes time. So put your time in, put your effort in, but then also make sure that you're clear on your personal brand, so that you can articulate the value you bring to an organization. Don't expect them to just know it because they have served on a committee with you or because you've presented to them. You need to actually be clear with them about uh, what it is that uh, the value you're bringing to an organization. And even if you're working on a particular a leadership development opportunity. If you can say, I'm working on this because I feel like this is important to my progression in my career with this company, do you agree? You know, engage them in the conversation. That way, number one, they know that you're putting effort in. They also know that you're working on something. Now they're going to be more attuned to paying attention. And then they feel like they're being asked um, Everyone likes to be asked uh, to to be of support as long as it's not an overwhelming amount of work. So start by some of those small asks and then once you build up a little bit more trust, then it's absolutely fair to specifically and overtly ask if, if they would advocate for you in the next opportunity. So for example, you could say, I am going to be putting my hat in the ring for this XYZ job. Would you support me in that? And hear what they have to say. Yeah. And and then it's a great opportunity to, first of all, verify that they will. And then once it leads a little further into the conversation, you can say, well, great. I would really appreciate it if you would be willing to specifically support me with that. Um, So just a, a couple ideas there.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to phrase it. Instead of asking someone to throw your hat in the ring, throw your name in the ring, you're going to do that. You just want their support as your name comes forward. That's probably a bit easier, so to speak, for the sponsor to do, uh, at least initially, especially if it's somebody that you haven't had a long uh, work relationship with that you've built up a, a huge body of work and trust with.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's a it's a non-confrontational, easy way to start. And then again, once you start to build deeper relationships, then you can take the opportunities and the conversations to the next level.
1: Yeah. Now you and I have something in common. Uh, we realized when we first met we both saw the plight of the job seeker, and we both wrote books in 2020 to help guide the job seeker through their transition. Your book, Take Control of Your Job Search, 10 Emotions You Must Master to Land Your Job, focuses on the emotional aspects of the job search. And as, you, as we've already talked about uh, earlier in our conversation, there are a lot of emotions involved in a job search. And I know you were inspired by what was happening in the job market, but what inspired you to look at it from the emotional aspects of the search?
0: Great question. I knew that I wanted to write a book on job search for a long time. I just didn't have the angle for a while. And it was actually a couple of years ago, we were doing a design thinking product development process. We were reviewing our career coaching model and what became so crystal clear in the interviews we were doing with job seekers was that the emotional component of the job search was so critical and the part they valued most in our program was not necessarily the resume or the interview guidance or even the negotiation support It was the emotional support of their one-on-one coach. And that's when it's like a light bulb went off that what is needed in the job search literature is support on the emotional journey. It is full of ups and downs, and it is inherently a challenging process that's going to pull on your emotions. And the challenge is that your emotions are there whether you want them to be or not, And they're going to sneak through under the crack beneath the door. So dealing with them head on and being very aware of what's going on with you emotionally is critical to being able to project the right image in the job search. So I was really excited to be able to take that unique lens on the job search process.
1: Well, and, and I think it's a, it's an aspect of the job search process that we don't, often talk about, you know, there was a survey, I, I think it was a LinkedIn survey that came out recently that uh, they interviewed several thousand job seekers and over, over 80% hadn't even told their network that they were in a job transition because they were embarrassed and uh, over half admitted to fibbing about being in a job transition, again, because of embarrassment. So it's so important to deal with those emotions. And, and I love the way you broke it out in your book, you kind of categorized the 10 uh, emotions into three categories, the loss emotions, the paralyzing emotions, and then the momentum emotions. Could you just kind of give us a the broad strokes of those three categories of emotions uh, and give people a flavor for what they might find in your book, because I've read the book and it it is a great, great book. And I think anybody uh, who's in a transition should be dealing with their emotions. And this book was a great way to, to do that. So would you mind just giving us a kind of the brush strokes on that?
0: Sure. The emotions of loss are grief and sadness anger, and fear. The emotions that paralyze are denial, frustration, anxiety, loneliness. And the emotions that move you forward or the momentum emotions are self-compassion and confidence and excitement. And some of the things that I guide people to think about as they confront these various emotions are also thinking about what are the job search tactics that can support you getting in the right emotional space. Because I, I know we all want to be in action in our job search so we can feel like we're moving forward. So, for example, if you're in a place of grief and sadness, one of the first places that I advise people to do is really take the time to experience what you're feeling, And one of the best ways to do this is actually with journaling and uh, allowing yourself to feel it. But then, you know, sometimes you just need to be moving on. So then, okay, how can you compartmentalize and so feel it deeply and then go to work and then maybe a a little bit later that afternoon schedule on your calendar 15 minutes to feel that very deeply and then, okay, put it back away and go to work Um, back to the journaling concept. Uh, It's actually been proven that people who journal during a job search, and I know you actually actually published a journal with your Mm -hmm. program or with with your book, uh, actually perform better in their job search and land faster. So it is a proven technique that can support a successful job search. Also, when you're feeling sadness over job loss, Another thing that we recommend people do is to go back and do some serious personal brand reflection. And I think of the personal brand as the superpower of the job search. So if you think about when you have been at your best professionally, what are the things that you were doing when you were promoted successfully? Uh, harness that person and bring that person into a job interview with you, not the person who's feeling sad about being out of work. So focusing on that personal brand is really critical on the emotional side of things. The other piece, especially during COVID, it can be very lonely because everyone thinks about the networking piece being something that you're going out to events and you're glad handing, and you're handing out business cards. Mm -hmm. And so really making sure that you're getting out from behind the computer, uh, or at least out from behind the job boards where you're clicking apply, apply, apply. That's not a successful job search strategy, and it enhances your loneliness. So if you're out networking in person in a socially distanced kind of situation, or Take advantage of everything that LinkedIn has to offer and reach out to your high school friends, your college friends, former colleagues. Think about everybody in your network that is connected to you in some form or another. Those ancillary connections are actually your best resources for job leads, even more so than some of your closer connections. And it's critical for the loneliness factor. So those are just a handful of of examples on some key job search techniques that can also really support the emotional journey as well.
1: Those are great, great points. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I highly recommend your book to any of our listeners that are in a job transition right now. And we will put a link to that. Um, in the show notes for the for the podcast, so that you can link directly to it. So I think it's vitally important uh, that you are in control uh, and understand. Maybe that's a better word than in control of your emotions. Understand your emotions and be able to use them in the in the right way during your job search. So thank you for uh, sharing that. And thank you for writing that book. As, As I mentioned, I really got a lot out of it as I read through it several weeks ago.
0: Thank you. Well, and thank you for your book. It's very needed during this time.
1: You know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, obviously that sounds silly to say since we both wrote books, but yes, so many people this year, especially this job market, you just need a plan. Uh, you need a plan and an approach in this kind of market. And I think uh, I think both books help provide that for many different people. So uh, encourage all of our readers to, or sorry, all of our listeners to read the book. Uh, Thank you. I'd love to turn our attention to 2021, your work with Impact Group, you are seeing, uh, I mean, part of what you do as CEO is you look down the road, down the future. So uh, I'm going to ask you to crystal ball a bit. And what are some key trends you're seeing in the job market for 2021?
0: The great news for your listeners is that the tech space is doing very well still in so many ways. Uh, Between uh, so much focus on the online retail sector or security and compliance uh, requirements, we're seeing a lot of hiring in those areas and even situations where people are getting multiple offers. So despite the challenges with the broader overall economy, the technology sector uh, is one of the bright spots, fortunately.
1: That is good to hear. And I know many of our listeners are are thinking that as as well. I love that you mentioned security. That seems to be uh, a hot segment right now. As somebody I was talking to the other day said, uh, unemployment in the tech security space is about zero. Uh, (laughs) And and from what I've seen, I I would agree with that. Are there any other uh, general trends that you're seeing? Any other things that our listeners might Be thinking about for 2021?
0: Well, the good news is that despite what you hear in the media, there are companies hiring and it's not just in the tech space. So, you know, it's requiring people to maybe get a little creative in certain situations. If they've been in one industry that's struggling, how do you transition your skills in a slightly different direction? But the good news is there is hiring. Uh, there are a lot of companies actually that are still doing it, you know similar to how they did in 2019 or even better. So um, it's it's a little bit of a different picture than what you might hear in the news media all the time or obviously, you know looking at some of the hospitality and, and other kinds of industries. you just have to retool. And figure out what is it that you can transfer into, um, you know, another sector that is uh, experiencing growth. So it just requires a little bit more creativity.
1: Yeah, I, I was talking uh, yesterday or day before—I can't remember now—with a customer service rep at a a well-known news publication, and um, for whatever reason, we got on this conversation. He had been in the hospitality space for 20 years, lost his job. Uh, He's now working for this news publisher and is absolutely loving his job. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just this great conversation with this guy that he's reinvented. I even asked him that, hey, when it rebounds, do you think you'll go back? And he says, I don't know. I really, really like what I'm doing here. I found something that really feeds my passions and my purpose. And man, what else can you ask for uh, out of a job is something that feeds your passions and purpose.
0: Yeah, and I think the time that we've had during the pandemic where it's been a little bit of a pause, it has prompted a lot of people to think whether you have a job or if you, especially if you don't have a job, but even if you do, there's been a lot of people that have, Uh, taken this time, again, to be thinking about what is it that I want to be doing going forward? And does it look the same as what I'm doing right now? And how can I be more intentional about my next steps? And so, you know, whether, um, you know, in in that example, um, that might not have initially been his intention, but by really thinking back to what are the things that you love to do, what are the things that bring you joy? What are the things that you're really good at? And how can those pieces maybe be configured in a slightly different way? And it's, voila, a whole new different career.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I I love that you used the word intention because that kind of brings us full circle to the conversation we were having uh, at the beginning. And here at Status Go, we love to leave our listeners with some actionable steps they can take with intention. So, Lauren, what are one or two things our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to our conversation today?
0: Well, you teed this up for me perfectly because I would say <laughs> I'd be intentional about being intentional. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. there like you go. There you broken go. Record. Uh, so take the time at the end of the year, beginning of the year, and uh, take a pause. I mean this um, despite you know a lot of people being you know busy 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 just getting things done, take a moment to reflect and think about this next phase of your career and what it is that you need to do in order to accomplish your long-term goals. and then the the other thing uh, just to pull it back to something actionable on the career side uh, in a slightly different vein is, You heard me speak earlier about how I think of the personal brand as the superpower of whether it's the job search or your um, career in general. And get very clear about the value you bring to an organization and how you articulate that to other people. And then go to work figuring out how you can appropriately make sure the right people know about that
1: that is great advice, whether you're in a job transition or whether you're in the midst of a career, uh, to be intentional and understand your personal brand and make sure that people see your personal brand. So Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show today. I really appreciate it. I have enjoyed every conversation we've had since we've been introduced. uh, And I look forward to additional conversations in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. And as I mentioned, we'll be sure to link to Lauren's book, Take Control of Your Job Search. This is Jeff Tunn for Lauren Herring. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.